Hey ladies, welcome to the 18-Minute Revolution, a podcast whose focus is on transforming the lives of women so they can dream again, hope again, and live a life on their own terms. I am your host, Pastor P, two-time award-winning author and literary strategist. I teach emerging storytellers how to tap into their creativity, turn those words into stories that transforms the lives of others. The 18-Minute Revolution is empowering, inspiring, and created to push you to the next level. Welcome once again to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. Today we're going to look at uh, one of the Psalms, Psalms chapter 3. And here we have David who is fleeing from Absalom. And in Psalms chapter 3, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified, and it reads, Lord, how are they increased who trouble me? Many are they who rise up against me. Many are saying to me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. With my voice, I cry to the Lord, and he hears and answers me out of his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awaken again for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people who set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly Salvation belongs to you, O Lord. May your blessings be upon your people. So look at David here. The title of this episode, Safety in God, if I didn't say that earlier. So here we have David being um, fleeing from Absalom, fleeing from trouble. And so David says, Lord, how are they increased who trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many are saying to me, there is no help for him and God. Look at the flight of David. Look at, and I could feel his emotions in this because I've been there. I'm sure you have been there too, where you have may have this conversation with the Lord and your conversation with with him identifies exactly Um, where David is, David says, how are they increased that trouble me? That we have trouble on every side. We have uh, obstacles and situations and circumstances that come upon us from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And so David says here, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? That there is a multitude and a multitude of people who was coming for David a multitude of people who were coming after David. And David said, many are they who are rising up against me. There are people who have risen up against David. There'll be people who will rise up against you and I. There'll be people who will like dislike us just for the sake that they dislike us. We may have not done anything to them. We have tried to be nice to them, tried to love them, tried to bless them, tried to help them. But there is just something about certain people who just won't like us just because they don't like us. 
has nothing to do with anything that wrong we've done to them, nothing we've said or have offended them. It's the mere fact that they just don't like us. So David said, many are they who rise up against me. There are people who will rise up against you and I, just like people rose up against David. And you would think that if we're doing the will of God and walking in the purpose of God and 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 fulfilling the, the plan of God for our lives and doing what we are called to do and we're staying in our lane, we're moving in the things of God, that people will be happy for us. People would would, would clap for us and applaud us and urge us on. Well, I'm telling you that there will be people who will do the opposite. There'll be people who are waiting on the sideline, waiting for us to fall, waiting for us to fail, waiting for us to trip and to stumble, waiting for us to, um, you know, uh, face uh, hardship. But this is where people are. And this is no different to where who David was facing right here. David said, many are they who will rise up against me. And David said, many are saying that there is no help for him and God. Look at what David is saying. David is saying, Lord, there are people that are saying that you're not going to help me. There are people who are saying you've forgotten about me. You have forsaken me. There are people who are saying that you've given up on me. You've turned your back on me, Lord. There are many, uh, many people saying that there is no help for me in you, God. So what are you going to do, Lord? There are people who are saying that God is not going to help us. Let me share something with you. When I was going through my divorce, when I finally resolved in my mind and in my heart that, um, you know, my, my ex was was about to leave. One of the things that I said to him was this, that God would take care of me. And it had to I had to get to a point to even saying that to him, because one is the fact that up until then, I was reluctant to let this man go. And the thing he said to me was like, oh, yeah, we'll see. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're a man of God. I'm a woman of God. And all I'm saying is God will help me because that's what I needed. I needed God to help me. So we will have people in our circle who will not expect God to bless us, to help us, because in their hearts, they don't want God to do that. In their hearts, they want God to forsake us. They want us to suffer. They want us to come under the the the, the hand of the enemy and be uh, tormented and tortured by by life and, and and not be blessed by God. And so, when David is saying here, many people are saying there is no help. I'm here to tell you that there is all kind of help for us in God. There is all kind of help for us in God, even in those moments and when we. Feel that God is silent. Yeah, even when we think God is silent, God is still moving on our behalf. So many are saying that there is no help. God hasn't forsaken you. God hasn't forgot about you. God has not turned his back on you. God is with you. The hand of the Lord is still on your life, even in the midst of the darkest moments and the darkest hours, even when it appears like God is silent, even when it appears like that your prayers are not being answered. So I I can feel David's heart here. I know that David is in distress. I know that he is feeling fearful and I'm, I can only imagine that, that he is feeling some kind of trepidation because he is fleeing for his life. He is telling God, Lord, there are people who are troubling me. 
And we can be just like that with God. We can voice that to God. Lord, there are people who are trying to torment me, trying to kill me, trying to assassinate my character, people who are lying on me, people who are coming against me, and I haven't done anything other than serve you. Well, I'm telling you this. Let me say this to you, that maybe this may encourage you. You're in good company. You and I are definitely in good company because if they did it to Jesus, surely they're going to do it to us. Okay, so many of them are saying, Lord, you're not going to help me. But we know God is a God who helps his very own. Isaiah 41 and 10 says this. Don't do not be afraid. Do not fear anything for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. Look look at Isaiah. Listen to this. He says, be assured. Be confident that I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, my hand of justice, of power, of victory, of salvation. Don't fear anything, God is saying. I'm with you. Don't be afraid of anything, God is saying. I am your God. I'm going to give you the ability, the strength, the fortitude to get through what you need to get through to face all the obstacles and the um, indifference that you are facing right now because I'm going to help you. I am going to be the one that's going to carry you through to victory. I will certainly take hold of you, God is saying, with my righteous right hand of justice, of power, of victory, and of salvation. God's saying, take courage from me. Take courage to know that I got you. I'm your supply. I will meet all of your needs, that you don't have to listen to the noise of the enemy, but only hear my voice, says the Lord. Only listen to what I'm going to tell you, the direction I'm going to give you. Uh, only listen to what I'm going to speak into your spirit. That is what's going to carry you through. So David said, Lord, how many are they that increase who trouble me? He's in dire straits here. He needs an answer from the Lord. He definitely needs an answer from the Lord. And here Isaiah is giving, giving us the answer. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't fear anything that comes your way because God is with you. God is with you. And then in Joshua, Joshua 1 and 3, um, 1, uh, 3 verses 9, I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible. It says, after the death of Moses, the servant of God, God spoke to Joshua. And he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now that's a mouthful. Let me give you the revelation, Joshua. Moses is not coming back to take the children of Israel into the promised land. I've marked you to do this. Moses, my servant is, is dead. Get going. Cross the Jordan River. You and all the people. Cross to the country. I'm giving the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your feet on, just as I promised Moses. From the wilderness to the uh, to the Lebanon east to the great river Euphrates River, all the Hittites country, and then all the west of the Great Sea. It's all yours. Look at that. He said, it, it, it is all yours. So when God gives you a great promise, you have to be assured that the enemy is going to come to try to distract you, try to discourage you, try to dismay you. He will, he will plant people in your atmosphere, in your circle, 
in your realm of influence that will try to discourage you from pressing through. When something is great and it's greater than you and God gives you a vision and a purpose and a dream and some goals that is beyond your own imagination, then surely people are going to come against you. That you have to know. But you also have to be confident and be assured and rest in the fact that if God has called you, he will provide for you. If God has purposed you, he's going to fulfill it. He said, he says this to, to Joshua. He says, I'm going to give you the land. I'm going to be with you just like I was with Moses. I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. Take strength and take courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. This is the exact word that God has given us. God says this, that in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the adversity that we face, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead you to a place that you will inherit the land. Why? Because I promised it to, to your ancestors and I'm going to promise it to you. And I called you, I marked you, and I am going to equip you to be able to do what you didn't even think you were capable of doing. Attention aspiring authors, faith-based leaders, women of faith, coaches, and thought leaders. Everyone has a story to tell. Don't let anyone else tell your story. Our stories and experiences in life are not for us, but for others. Your story is the answer to someone's problem or pain. Why keep it to yourself? Share it with the world. Someone is waiting on you to tell it. Would you like to finally get your book written and published so that you can use your expertise to monetize and build a sustainable and profitable business? Are you ready to have your voice heard, your story read, and earn money in the process? If your answer is yes, I've created something I know can help you do just that. It's the Storytellers Academy Toolkit. This downloadable toolkit is filled with cheat sheets, checklists, templates, and more. Inside the toolkit, you'll learn how to use story mapping that will help you outline your story in less time. Be given ideas on creating a marketing plan from the ideal bank filled with 20 plus ideas on ways to promote your book before, during, and after publication. Not sure how to get your book copywritten? Don't worry, we've got you covered with this cheat sheet that gives you the step-by-step -step process on how to get it done. This toolkit is valued at over $1,200, but is priced for only $37. Visit storytellersacademy.org toolkit and download the $37 toolkit today. God tells Joshua, give it all that you have. And I'm reading that out of the Message Bible. Give it all that you have, everything you have, your heart and your soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track. Don't get off track. Do you not know that when we are facing trials and testings and people are coming up against us, the purpose of it is to set our minds on that and not God. The purpose of that is to set our hearts on the thing that we are facing and not set our minds and our hope on God. So here he says, don't get off track, neither left, neither go left or right so that you make sure you go to where where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book, the, Revela the book of Revelation, be out of your mind. Ponder over it. Meditate on it day and night. Make sure you practice everything written in it. Then you, you'll get where you'll get where you're going and then you'll succeed. 
Have I, have I not commanded you? Strength, courage, don't be timid. Don't be discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step that you take. So here is Joshua being encouraged by, by the Lord. And here the word of the Lord comes to David when David says, finally, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. David tells God, he, he gives God the problem first, okay? And then David says, but here is the solution. I'm going to confess the problem before you, Lord, but I'm also going to give the solution too as well. So David says, but now, but is a conjunction, a conjunction. But is used to introduce a phrase or a clause contrasting to what has already been mentioned. Contrasting means opposite. So yes, we have David saying that the uh, he's um, the enemy is rising up against him, that people are coming against him. But David already, but David resolved in his mind and in in his heart when he said, "But you, O Lord, oh, I love that." But you, O oh Lord, this is when you recognize that God is bigger. Yeah, this is when you recognize that God is bigger than your circumstance. God is bigger than your problem. God is bigger than any mountain you face. That God is mightier than your enemy. This is when you can lift up your voice like a trumpet and declare that Jesus is Lord. This is where you can declare that our God reigns at this moment right here. This is your declaration that, yes, I've acknowledged uh, the foe that is before me, but I also want to acknowledge you, O God. But you, O Lord, you my shield. You're my shield. You're my glory. And you're the lifter of my head because up until this point, it was the enemy that was rising up against David that was trying to come to smite him. It was the enemy that was coming up against David to try to discourage him, try, try to put fear in him. But David mustered up enough courage and, and, and resolve to say, but you, O Lord, I love that. But you, O Lord, but you, O Lord, this is the moment and this is the time when we have to uh, settle in our hearts that you know what? Even though this is going on in my life, God, I trust you. Even though this is going on in my circumstance and in my environment, God, I rely on you. Even though this is going on, God, you are my defender. You're the one who lifts up my head. You're the one who comes to encourage me, comes to strengthen me, comes to, to assure me, comes to give me the assurance that is that all is well. Yeah, that all will be well. But, 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 this is what David said, but. We can put a pen right there, but you, oh Lord, you my shield, you're going to comfort me. You're going to protect me, but you are my shield. You are my shield. What does a shield do? What does a shield do? A shield is used to intercept. A shield is used to intercept specific attacks that come against us. A shield is used to guard and, and ward off the attacks that come against us. When we are in battle, they use shield early in, in, in David's days in the battle. A shield would come to, to um, 
uh, fight off or ward off any kind of attack or any kind of arrows that had came unto them, that had tried to, to, um, to take them out. Any arrows that were shot at their way or shot toward them, they would have the shield as a defense to block off the the arrow from having any effect or even penetrating their penetrating in their in their bodies, and so David says here, God, you got to be you my shield. That means that God is not going to, is not only going to protect you and I against the enemy. He's not only a shield in in the front, but he's a guard in the back on the side because we need God. We need God as a shield all around us. David said, but Lord, you my shield. You got to protect me. You got to be my defender. You got to protect and defend me against my enemy. My hope has to be in you. You're my safety. God, you're my shield. You're my glory. You're the lifter of my head. Yes, look at this. David said, God, you're the lifter of my head. You're the one that I have hope in. I can be surrounded by adversity. I could be surrounded by a lot of calamity. But the moment that I begin to lift up my head and lift up my heart to you and start confessing and declaring who you are, that you are Lord, you are God, you are my source, you are my strength. Once I started getting into that and start meditating on and confessing God and, 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 and quoting who God is in my life, do you not know that that burden will be released off of us? Yeah, it will be. He said, God, you my lifter, you the lifter of my head. I got to look unto you, which comes my help. And then David said, with my voice, I cry unto you, Lord. And he hears me and he ha- answers me out of his holy hill. David said, I'm going to go to sleep now, Lord. I will lay down and I will sleep and I'll awaken again for the Lord sustained me. Let me tell you something. You can just go to sleep. You can just rest in God and God is going to take care of you. God is going to be working in the midnight hour on your behalf. Go and rest in him. And then, and then David said, I'm going to awaken again. Why? Because the Lord kept me. The Lord kept me. Let me share this testimony with you. A sister of mine asked me to pray for her because she couldn't, she could not get any sleep. She had been going through some things. And so she had not been able to sleep for, a, for over 48 hours. She would lay down in bed and then she would just not be able to go to sleep. And so she asked me to pray for her in that area. And I did. I touched in the green and I prayed that God would give her rest. I prayed that she would fall asleep and that she would get more than, you know, six to eight. She would get more than, you know, six hours of sleep when she goes to bed. I kid you not. Ooh, as God is God <laughs> and as truthful as I'm telling you. She told me and, 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 and responded back to me or shared with me her testimony. She said, I have been sleeping like a baby. Hallelujah. I have been sleeping like a baby. I've been resting and getting all the sleep that I need. Listen to that. God said, I'm going to perfect that which concerns you. Even sleeping concerns God. Because when you're staying awake, you're worrying. Yeah. When you're internally you are, your body is telling you that you worried inside. You stressful inside. So I told, I prayed and asked God to give her rest, give her sleep. And she came back and told me her testimony that she has been sleeping like a baby and getting all kind of rest. Let me tell you something. It is the, in the little things that God is so concerned with us too. 
It's not the big things. It is not just the big things. The little things that concern you, God said, those can those those things concern me too. So I'm telling you, David said, I laid down and I slept and I awoken again. Why? Because the Lord kept me. The Lord kept my mind settled and fixed on him. My mind wasn't running to and fro throughout the night being awakened because I'm worried. No, David said, I got to go to sleep. I'm going to lay down. I'm going to sleep because the Lord sustains me. And then David says in verse uh, six, Psalms 3 and verse 6, David said, I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people who have set themselves against me round about. Oh my God, I feel the power in that. David said, I will not be afraid. Let me tell you something. When you start declaring the word of the Lord and start quoting the word of God to your enemy, to your circumstance, to your mountains, to all your dilemmas and your calamities and whatever you are facing, look what David said. I will not be afraid. You got to speak to that thing. You got to speak the word of the Lord to that situation. Why? Because that's what, that's the thing that, that recognizes the word. That's the only thing that recognizes the word of God is what it recognizes. Not your woe is me, not the calamity, not your tears. It is the word of God. David said, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. Why? Because David said, I done saw you, Lord. He said, you my shield, you my glory, you my lifter of my, my head. I'm going to go to sleep. You have awakened me and you sustained me. And then David says, I won't be afraid. Oh, that is so good. I will not be afraid of 10,000 people who set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. Listen, let me tell you something. The God, God is your defender. God is your refuge. God is your salvation. God is your, your safety. God is going to defend you. David said, I'm not going to be afraid. God is telling you, don't you dare be afraid who comes up against you. Don't you dare be afraid or dismayed at the people who rise up against you because God is your defender. God will protect you. Yes, he will. Then David says, arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for you have struck all my enemies on the cheek. Look at, the, look, look at where David was. David started out confessing his troubles to God. David started out talking about, woe is me, trouble is me. Many are rising up against me. Many are saying there is no help for, for them, for him and God. Look at how he entered into the presence of God. He entered into the presence of God, acknowledging the trouble that he was facing. But in the middle of something, something resolved or something changed in David's approach and David's attitude when he finally declared, but you, oh God, but you, oh God, that's where we have to be at that place where we're saying, but you, oh God, you are my shield. You are my glory. You are the lifter of my head. And then David says, I won't be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid. I know they're rising up against me. I know what they're saying about me. I know what they're saying about you, but I will not be afraid. Why? Because God is my protector. God is my shield. God is going to come against those that come against me. Those that bless me, God will bless. Those that curse me, God will curse. That's what you got to resolve in. That's what you got to rely on. That's what you got to believe and confess because that's what God's word says about us. David says in verse eight, salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessings be upon your people. 
safety in God comes to all of those who acknowledge who he is, rely on his word, and who takes his word and apply it to their very own lives and very own situations. So David resolved and said, I won't be afraid. God is saying to you and I, we don't have to fear anything. No matter what comes our way, no matter how it looks, how uh, discouraging it may be, we don't have to be afraid. I'm going to rest because the Lord himself surely sustains me. Hey there, my beautiful sisters. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 18-Minute Revolution. For more information about me, my books, or my services, or if you are an aspiring author and you need help publishing your book, I would love the opportunity to speak with you. Please visit me at my website, www.pauletteharper.com. I want to leave you with this scripture. Psalm 66 verse 12 from the Passion Translation. It reads, you've allowed our enemies to prevail against us. We pass through fire and flood. Yet in the end, you always bring us out better than we were before, saturated with your goodness. Until next time, keep pressing.